You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about the Modern Lover self-titled album. On the line, I have Rob. I'm in love with rock and roll. Ben. Radio on! And John. Oh, bye-bye. The Modern Lovers is the debut studio album by the American rock band of the same name. It was released on Berserkly Records in 1976, although the original nine tracks had been recorded in 1972. The producer was Robert Appier, John Cale, and Alan Mason, and the genre is proto-punk, garage rock, and art rock, and I'm going to read from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Erwine. Compiled of demos, the band recorded with John Cale in 1973, The Modern Lovers is one of the great proto-punk albums of all time, capturing an angst-ridden adolescent geekiness, which is married with to a stripped-down minimalistic rock and roll Uh, derived from the art punk of the Velvet Underground. While the sound is in debt to the primal three-chord pounding of early Velvet Underground, the attitude of Jonathan Richman and the Modern Lovers is a million miles away from Lou Reed's jagged urban nightmares. As he says in the classic two-chord anthem Roadrunner, Richman is in love with the modern world and rock and roll. He's still a teenager at heart, which means he's not only in love with girls he can't have, but also radio's suburbs and fast food and it also means he'll crack jokes like quote pablo picasso was never called an asset hole not like you uh on pablo picasso uh, but she cracked and i'm straight are just as nasty uh made all the more edgy by that modern lover's amateurish minimalist drive but beneath this adolescent posturing richmond is also nakedly emotional pleading for a lover on someone i care about and girlfriend or romanticizing the future on dignified and old that combination of music the combination of musical simplicity driven rock and roll and gawky emotional confession makes the modern lovers one of the most startling proto-punk records of all time all right what do we think of the modern lovers self-titled this is a desert desert island record for me this is my favorite records of all time that's amazing yeah also, it sounds like from your write-up, the write-up was on the yeah. reissue because it yeah, included re- it did. An old and, and I'm Straight. Yeah. Both uh, great songs. Yeah, they're good songs. I just wanted to read that write-up. It just had a, a nice uh, sentiment to it for, for sure. And it, it, it captures, I think, what I really identify with is that sort of adolescent geekiness, uh, the sort of lo-fi, you know, just playing in a rock and roll band or a punk band and, and just having it's fun. It's so pure. It's oh, like, the, it's like as pure as spring water. The, the song in our ears right now, uh, astral plane, like 
the concept that I can't connect with a girl physically, but I think maybe if I connect with her in like a disembodied spiritual entity form, then we'll connect for sure. Like that concept, like that feeling, like as a, as a kid growing up playing D and D and shit, when I was like 10 and 11, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like that makes a lot of sense. I'm on it. I love the intro to that song too. Just tonight I'm all alone in my room. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love how geeky and gawky Jonathan Richmond is. I love how, how, earnest and sincere he is in all of his lyrics like you listen to this record and you feel like you you really get an impression for for who this dude is and then and then all that's on top of you know just melodic simplistic driving rock and roll which is what i want anyway like i i think i think jonathan richmond with his like naivety and his gawkiness is you know it, punk rock is a state of mind and i think Jonathan Richmond is more punk being an admitted nerd than, than, than someone strutting around with a mohawk, you know, he's, he's, he's putting it out there. I don't think I was quite as, I'm not quite as enthusiastic as you've been on this album. It's just that I, I have some, there's just some drawbacks for me in terms of just the presentation of, of how it is. It's real loose it's super charming. And I think that's really what it has going for it is that sort of uh, a lot of people like to say indie darlings or something like that, where it's, you know, it's it's like you can't not smile when you're listening to the album because you get it. I mean, everyone was a teenager, but at the same time, I do have like there are a couple songs I was like hesitating just kind of being like, uh, it's not quite it sounds a bit like they're relying on things like the velvet underground here and there. Uh, but I still like it. I mean, it's still cool. It's, it's fun to listen to. I was actually very surprised about, uh, she cracked, which might be my favorite song that they actually do. I was, I hadn't really thought about that song before, but after listening to this album a couple of times, I think that might be my favorite song. <laughs> It's got one of my favorite uh, line couplets in it. It's like, you eat garbage, eat shit, get stoned. I sit alone. I eat health food at home. (laughs) But I mean, those lines are apparently kind of how Jonathan Richmond was, right? Like he's, he's kind of a nerdy straight edge dude, but not in like a tough way. Right. Like he's just like, Oh, I don't, I don't think we should eat bad shit and smoke cigarettes. No, he, he, he likes to take care of him. He likes to take care of himself. And, you know, he thinks there's enough beauty in the world that you don't need to alter your perspective of it. And it, it's like, it, he's such a pure dude. I, I love this guy. <laughs> one thing that I think is interesting right now, we're listening to old world and just on the Tom Petty one, we were talking about how many fade outs were on the album. So this song old world has a fade out, but as it's fading out, they are, ending the song in the studio the song actually has a real ending and it's fading out over it which i i i, I guess just like the looseness of, of of it maybe but like i don't know why they would make a decision to to fade it out if the song ends no, i thought that this uh that that particular track aged like milk <laughs> the uh calling back to the 1950s being white in boston and thinking that uh i want to live back there again it's a uh, pretty 
pretty shitty also weird that there's a song called the old world when uh the write-up is talking about jonathan merchant living in that new world the well, modern also, world the modern world if you will yeah being a modern lover a lover of things modern and being a modern lover <laughs> yeah i don't know i i i agree with you birch i think that uh uh she cracked is my favorite song on the record oh Okay. That and I'm straight. Uh, I'm between those two. Yeah. Um, I'm straight's not on the original. Yeah. But oh, it's good. It's, good. Yeah. Yeah. it's really good, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah ult- ultimately, though, like the. Um, I, I get it, but if I. Uh, given my druthers, I'd be listening to the replacements or Murder City Devils over uh, uh, Modern Lovers. I, and I know that, like, there's a lot that comes from this record that is in those things. It's just. This one doesn't hit me the way that those uh, bands influenced by this do. I first discovered this record as a nerdy, lonely teenager that loved rock and roll and didn't know how to talk to girls. And Weezer hadn't put out a good record in like five years. <laughs> and then I found this. And, and like, I was like, oh, this, like, this is it for me. This is my salvation. You know, like, it, it like he, he was singing from a perspective that I could relate to and it, and, and it still rocked and it didn't apologize that, that it was, it didn't apologize that it was like nice or naive. It's just like that. That's me. This is, this is my perspective. This is where I'm coming from. This is what's important to me. And this still rocks. And as a young guy, it, it, it really resonated with me. And uh, I think it just stuck with me. I've loved this album for years, but only I only researched it this past week. I did not know that it was recorded mostly 1972, uh, but Hospital was recorded in, in 1971. And we're talking about how this is like a proto-punk album. And then considering the fact that it was written and recorded four years before it even came out. This is fucking proto. Yeah, I think that's the most impre- impressive uh aspect about this album is how early it truly was for a song like Roadrunner or uh, She Cracked and you know some of those more up up tempo sort of like power poppy proto-punk stuff that's cool so are we in 76 now or are we still in 75 we're now in 76 76 okay so this was 72 when they recorded this yeah 71 yep. 72 like Jonathan Richmond was friends with Graham Parsons. Dude, they were playing like, mini golf the day before Graham Parsons died. So the, crazy. That, like, that was what derailed the original, uh, not the original recording sessions, but recording sessions. Like him, he was playing mini golf with Graham. They were talking about collaborating and then Graham died. And then the, the recording sessions for this album kind of fizzled out. That's just, it's so weird to try to like rectify that in my brain temporarily, you know? Graham's like, a Harvard guy. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, I get the Harvard guy part. Like, yeah, Jonathan Richmond, uh, Massachusetts dude, guys in his band, Harvard guys, right? Like the keyboardist and the drummer, right? Jerry Harrison, later to join the Talking Heads. Yeah. (laughs) And then the drummer was uh, David Robinson, later to join the Cars. These are... the, the, The dudes in this band have good careers ahead of them. Except for Jonathan Richmond. <laughs> he was in something about Mary. <laughs> he sure was. Man, the, I, I can't remember the exact story, uh, but uh, Max, uh, Ladybird's hanging out with Jonathan Richmond after a show they opened for him, like at uh, Z Bar, where Jonathan Richmond was just like, 
So, what are you what are you guys doing next? I would like to go get some food. And they they go out and get like food with them and uh he's asking what everybody does and Max is like uh you know, I'm I'm a pizza chef. And he's like, "Oh, that's cool. It's nice to know that people do jobs like that." And I, you know, I uh uh, like whatever job he had is like he's installing windows like he, that, that, he makes <laughs> concrete pizza ovens yeah oh yeah that's it oh shit i'm so sorry oh, i make God, i make I, pizza ovens i wish one of them was here to tell this story <laughs> jonathan that, richmond makes concrete pitch pizza ovens according to to what he told the ladybirds yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> either way um he's a he's a weirdo but he makes good music and he still has he still has to supplement it with being a guy who makes concrete pizza So Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers was recorded in 1976 and came out in July of 76. And it was in August of 76 that Berserkly put together the old Modern Lovers demos, uh, which was, other than Jonathan Richmond, an entirely different band, and released that as an album. So July, Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers self-titled album. August, the Modern Lovers self-titled album. Only one member the same in both bands, <clears throat> Jonathan Richmond does not consider the the album that we're listening to right now his debut because he never released it. He considers Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers his debut album. And that's it's just weird. Uh, for the record, I prefer this one that we're listening to right now to as the further away he moves from this original Modern Lovers lineup, the further away he moves from like the Velvet Underground sound and kind of like the punk rock tendencies, he gets a lot more folky, a lot more kind of a childish sing-songy. He still has all of that charm, you know, and that his charm is why I keep on coming back to Jonathan Richmond. But it's really it's this this first one that he doesn't even really uh, consider uh, a Jonathan Richmond album is the one that I like best. It it best blends his charisma with just melodic punk rock, simple music. And I, I think I, 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 that's what I like most. Yeah. That was his big beef, right? He wanted to play his song softer, right? Or like play well, more it, like adolescent kind of like, let's make a song about insects where we all say buzz, buzz. That song's and, great by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so like his band members are like, we're too cool to do that. Well, what, what, uh, from what I read, what happened was so that, you know, they were playing the punk clubs in the, on the East coast, uh, in new England and New York city, and they get a following, they get a uh, label, uh, labels are interested in them. And so they've already booked, uh, uh, it wasn't berserkly that initially signed them. I forget who it was, but they booked the studio time and in between them, signing for the studio time and actually going to the recording, they had a residency in Bermuda and Jonathan was very, very inspired by these like 
uh, Bermudan folk musicians that he would see that that had this whole like soft guitar, like finger pick guitar style. And he kind of decided that like, oh, well, that's the, that's that's what I want to do. That's the direction I want to go. And the rest of the band was like, oh, that's all well and good. We can move in that direction, but we should we should at least record these songs the way that they are right now, document them and then talk about like changing the sound. And that was just kind of the the beginning of a difference in direction between him and the other modern lovers. I'm just glad that they, they got this recorded and that someone released it. It yeah. seems like neither of those things almost happened. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like this was almost shelved for years and years. Yeah. Like it like it wasn't going to come out at all. I'm glad I'm hearing it. I am too. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It has a has a lot going going for it. I'm I'm curious what would happen if if Jonathan Richmond was not lead singer though. This we would never hear this album, correct? Yeah, I mean, you can't take the like Stooges sentiment and replace it with like, oh, I'm going to take all the sex and menace of the Stooges and replace it with hugs and like vegetarianism. Exactly, yeah, hugs and straight edge. Like, yeah. if you didn't have a frontman like Jonathan Richmond, like yeah. you, you couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just strange when I hear things like she cracked i mean i i I hear velvet underground you know just so much it's just a such a big influence that i i think that might be uh it's it's skewing my perspective on this band i I, thought it'd be wrong didn't jonathan richmond like as a as a teenager uh, like oh, stay he, read for a while. Absolutely, and he loved the Velvet Underground. I mean, that's and I think that's part. I didn't even know that before. Uh, you know, kind of listening to this album, but that makes complete sense. I mean, yeah, it's literally a going in that direction, except the the edge of it being that it's everything is upbeat, up tempo, sort of that that uh, you know punk rock attitude and then also having the childlike wonder of of being a teenager not being the jagged uh <laughs> jaded junkie jaded junkie <laughs> in new york i thought that the following song hospital sounded a whole lot more like velvet underground than oh, yeah. uh, she cracked mm. but I, I mean yeah i i, I get what you're saying um Hospital was the one from that one was actually recorded in 1971 and Jerry Harrison had the tapes and I guess he, he donated them to Berserkly when Berserkly was putting this out. It's like everything was 72 except for hospital, which was 71. So I don't know what the hell is supposed to be on the, the actual album order here then. I'm uh... So the, the songs are Roadrunner, Astral Plane, Old World, Pablo Picasso, side one. Side two starts with She Cracked, then Hospital, Someone I Care About, and Girlfriend and Modern World. Mm-hmm. We're currently listening to a different order than, than the album order. Yeah, my apologies. Yeah. I mean, we, we basically get it. Like right now, I think it comes straight. Like we go Hospital, Someone I Care About, Girlfriend, and Modern World. And then we have right. extra we, on the we, end. We had Dignified and Old, and I'm Straight in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, those came before She Cracked. Right. So that, yeah. that was probably what was what threw us off. Yeah. And then Government Center, the last track that I is heard. not on the original release. Yeah. <laughs> is also a I don't like that song. 
I don't like that song, but I, 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 I find myself thinking about that song. Like what was this, what was the circumstances that led him to write? We've got a rock and rock and rock and roll tonight, tonight at the government center. The secretaries are putting the stamps on the ledgers. Yeah. We've got to make them feel better. Like did, did he the button rubbers? I bet they just wrote it on the spot. In the government center, and John's like, I'm gonna write these people their own song. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it, it almost it almost feels like a jingle for like an office supply store. It's like we got desks, <laughs> we got chairs. I will say government center sounds a lot like later, like Jonathan Richmond and the modern lovers iteration. Mm. Like as opposed to just the modern lovers. Just that kind of like it's almost like a children's song. And that's he he has a tendency to to go that way after this initial band separates. Well, and I've heard that like that's kind of one of the things they did even early on was like, oh, we're gonna play a fraternity mixer. Let's write a song called Fraternity Mixer about <laughs> being at the fraternity mixer and talk about the people that are at this mixer. <laughs> heard jonathan jonathan's solo song dancing at the lesbian bar (laughs) 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 right right from your life right right what you know yeah also he's got a song i I don't know what it's called uh it's probably probably called something like i don't have a cell phone but it's about not having a cell phone he's like (laughs) and if i'm on a walk well then i'm on a walk and you can't call me there and if I'm at the beach, oh, well, I'm at the beach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now we're listening to hospital and uh, I don't know what, I don't know. It's charming, but it, I imagined like a high school band playing this song, <laughs> you know, of the dating bar. I'll be here to get back into your life I can't stand what you do I'm in love with your eyes Oh, I can't stand what you do Sometimes I can't stand you And it makes me think about me That I'm involved with you But I'm in love this power that shows through in your eyes. Do you think the girl referenced in, in the in the song this album, do you think it's the, the, the same girl that he's kind of infatuated with at this point? How old was he at this point? I uh, probably like twenty, I don't know. Yeah. Do you think there was an actual girl? Uh, I it seems like it. Like he he's got it's if I'm like reading through the lyrics and hear it it seems like he is in a bit of a relationship with, it seems like a girl that's like a member of the scene is experimenting with drugs. And he's just trying to convince her that she doesn't need that side of it. It's going to be fine. So many of the, not so maybe not so many of the songs, but at least like, you know, she cracked and I'm straight and, uh, someone I care about girlfriend. Girl, plane. Yeah, but there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he he doesn't seem to me like the kind of guy like Paul Simon, who's like, oh, yeah, you know, I read a headline in a newspaper and I wrote a song about these characters. Like these songs feel to me like they're about him and life experiences he's going through. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i wondering, it's like, is is 
this one person kind of that's inspired this like creative movement from him or, or multiple that he falls into the same sort of repetition with. Like, I guess, you know, if you've got a guy who has a hard time really connecting with, you know, his romantic interests, like it's understandable that he would have these kind of feelings. Like I read a, an article, I think it was maybe like a, a vice author who said something like, Oh, Jonathan Richmond's kind of like Scott Pilgrim, you know, like, He's nerdy and he's not afraid to like put his feelings out there, but he's creating this idea of himself, you know, where he's like, oh, uh, and there's that line, uh, I think it's in She Cracked where it's like, uh, or no, it's in Someone I Care About where it's like, oh, you can do whatever you want to me, but don't touch her, you know, like he's a defender of this concept of like, yeah, pure womanhood. Ew. Yeah, right? Like that's the part that makes it real weird. <laughs> What do you think, Rob? Yeah, man, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It, it, it all falls in the same tempo category. The delivery is monotonous. Earnest in the uh, like the approach because, you know, he's a teenager singing about teenage bullshit. But, I mean, like I said earlier, ultimately, I wish I'd be – I wish this was the replacements or uh, – or Murder City Devils. Um, and I I only throw Murder City Devils in there because, like, it's confessional with a fucking Farfisa. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. But I prefer the confessional of a, a grown human poet than, than what baby Jonathan Richmond's throwing forward here. So, I don't know. Uh, if you're, um, it, 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 I'll never listen to this record again. It's a neutral. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ben. I, I wanted to like this way more than I, I like it. I, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page. I think I really wanted to like it a lot more than I it ended up uh coming to to me. It it's it's cool. It's yeah, I have the same feelings though. It's a bit hit and I miss. I bet it would have I bet it would have felt real fucking fresh to my nineteen seventy six years. But yeah. my my two thousand twenty yeah. years, it doesn't feel that fresh. Yeah, nineteen seventy two, I mean, this is oh, oh, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is amazing. And don't get me wrong, like this is absolutely an innovator. It's 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 one of the things that you can point to and say this changed, you know, music in a big way. However, maybe I just prefer a, a lot of what has spawned from from this sort of uh, initial inspiration more than than the inspiration itself. It's cool. Um I do like a, a couple of the songs, but yeah, things like Hospital and there are a couple that even Pablo Picasso at times, I'm kind of like, uh, it, it just it grinds on on me from the sort of like, what would you say? I'm not a Weird Al fan, so <laughs> I'm not so, comical and and uh, whimsical. Don't don't always move me in in the way that I. I find uh, that I can repeatedly listen to something, but I do like it. It's cool. So neutral. I'm going to go hundred percent positive. I'll let, let this cap off with Ben, but like I am a guy who likes weird Al. I am a guy who likes Dr. Demento. I am a guy who likes loving rockets. Like give me, they might be giants. Like give me dumb, give me dumb music. <laughs> like, they might be giants. It's not dumb music. No. Take it. 
Well, I'm Take just saying, like, back. interesting usages of wordplay and feelings, and I'm just trying to span it out because it does connect, although it is not in the same fashion. So, but no, I'm I'm going to give it 100 positive. Um, you know, it's not necessarily the most like intricate shit, and that's what makes it great. <laughs> like, like I said, it's beautiful in its banality, talking about dumb shit we all do, and. Where, you know, feelings that many of us have had and probably, you know, occasionally still have, you know, depending on your age group or what you're feeling, you know, like it's 40. Yeah. Well, you know, well, yeah, but you know, you could be 40 and you could be driving by the stop and shop with your radio on and the window down. Like that's, that's not dependent upon age. That feels good no matter what age. Right. You know, feels good. I, I wish uh, the, the one thing that I wrote down next to Roadrunner was I wish this was a shorter song. <laughs> Ten times longer. <laughs> like, you, you, if you're if you're wanting Jonathan Richmond to do a thing that makes sense, he won't do it. So just like write it out. Like Pablo Picasso can be super grating if you're not ready to let it just be. If you let it just be, shit's great. I'm into it. Done. <laughs> I I can't speak highly enough about this album from my personal perspective. Like if if like my musical taste was a combination lock this album just drops all the tumblers for me i and i think what what carries it is what really carries it is just the the sincerity and the earnestness of jonathan richmond i think that he's just such a unique character with a unique perspective and he's not posturing you know he's he's just put it all out there and i would like that Regardless, because I, I like I like other Jonathan Richmond albums that, that, but where I don't like the music as much, but like having that same, just like original, pure, uh, like earnest dude talking, but then put that with with the this original lineup of the Modern Lovers. You've got Jerry Harrison from the Talking Heads, you've got David Robinson from the Cars, just doing kind of like a a post Velvet Underground pre punk, just straightforward driving simple garage rock. That's uh, what's not to like. That's everything that I like. And uh, I would recommend this album to absolutely any person, especially under the age of 25. Fair. Awesome. Uh, Next time we'll be talking about David Bowie, Station to Station. Thanks, y'all. Well, she was sensitive. She understood the European thing.